Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, back again with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? Oh, I am so good. How are you? I'm good. I feel like we've talked like a thousand times this week. We have. I keep calling you. Sorry. I keep calling your texting device. My bad. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> it, it's all, I know. You're, you're probably the only person I actually talk to on my phone. And I have a real job where I have like a lot of employees that need me. So that's really saying something. I just had this conversation with Steph Chung today because both of us like love chatting on the phone. I was on the phone with her for like an hour for no reason. I didn't even know what we talked about. We were just like cooking dinner, chit-chatting on the phone. And I was like, nobody lists, like nobody likes to chat anymore. I'm the only one. Yeah, I don't. So. I don't. I I have two daughters that have phones. I don't chat with them. Right. I just, I just text them little emojis and little hearts and little kisses. And that's it. That's all they well, get. I appreciate you picking up my phone calls. Thank you. You're welcome. I also send them dad jokes and memes. They're the only people I send memes to, which is really ironic, I guess. Mm. Anyway, enough about us. We have a very fun guest tonight, Jared Enderton with us. Jared, how are you? Hey, good. Thanks for having me on. Excited to talk to you guys. Did I have a, when, when did I see you last? Was it the CrossFit Games? And I actually was thinking about that today, too. We, I know we saw each other at an Arnold, right? That's yeah. when we first met. I think I ran into you at the Games, though, at, briefly. Probably at the Games. Yeah, probably last year, yeah. 2019. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long time. Yeah. So to give you a little backstory here, Nikki. So I had Jared and I um, had chatted online several times. I had memed him multiple times when the page was new. And he actually kind of taught, well, he kind of taught me that people actually pay attention, you know. And I (laughs) I did this baby meme. I had a baby with this huge beard, you know, and it was his baby picture and he thought it was funny. And so that's when I started figuring out, all right, games athletes actually really see it when you tag them. So this could be great or this could be horrific. And, uh, we were both at the Arnold at the same time. And I like saw him walking across the room. I'm like, Oh my God, there's Jared dinner. I gotta go oh, talk man. to him. And I was so excited. We didn't even get a picture together. So I had to like, I had to Photoshop a photo of him and somebody else's picture I took with a pan. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it was really good. So that that's my favorite Jared story. Yeah, that's funny. You know, yeah. one of the best things I think uh, underrated things that Instagram did is that now they actually group up you know, like 2000 people liked your photo rather than before it would all be separate. So right. I feel like I see a lot more notifications, like, cause if they don't tag in the photo or video, you know, uh, if they do that, of course you see it on your Instagram, but if they just tag you like your name in the post, it was like a year or two ago, you would never see it if you had just posted a video or, you know, a photo or something, but. Oh yeah. Trust me. That's saved my bacon multiple times. And yeah, you know, I get so many, yeah, I post way too much, you know this, you know, and so there's so many notifications coming through. It's like the fact that they started lumping them together made my life so much easier to actually see when people are tagging me and stuff. Nope, I have no idea what this is like. Uh, you guys, yeah. down in the land of 13K followers, right. we don't have these problems. <laughs> I, I was actually wondering, I was I was like uh, going through your Instagram today, Jared, and you shaved your beard, dude. And I was looking at it thinking, man, like I'm wondering if your followers are having like an identity crisis trying to figure out who the hell's running this page now. <laughs> I know. who You look like a totally different person. It's longer now, but uh, you look like a different person. What caused you to shave that thing off? Yeah. Well, initially it was just the hair. I mean you can relate, but I don't exactly have a full head of hair. <laughs> right. So the quarantine, I mean, it was a skullet. Like right. that's what I call yes. it. Full skull on top. And then just, it was getting long. And I'm yes. like, all right. I think I had a, I don't know if it was a meeting or a podcast, or I think it was a meeting me with the Invictus crew. And I was like, yeah, I can't go in there looking like that. So <laughs> I ended up, I shaved off the head just with a razor at home. Yeah. yeah. Or not a razor, just an electric, whatever. And while I was at it, I was like, yeah, this is quarantine beard. I mean, at a certain length, I feel like it's okay, but I cannot stand when I get to like the homeless looking level. Right. You know, where it's right. just like, it was, it was bad. So I was like, yeah, let's just start it over. So I just, and right after I did the head, I was like, yeah, we're doing the beard too. So Ooh. get a fresh how, start on it, you know. How much is your beard a source of your overall power, would you say? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one of my favorite. It's funny the people that remember this too, but my first ever regionals event was in 2016. My first time ever qualifying for the game or for regionals. And the first event was a snatch ladder. So I won it. And afterwards they're like, well, how much is your beard? You know, I was like, I think it adds 5% to all my lifts for sure. 5%. <laughs> so that's what I've always stuck with since that interview. I'm like, yeah, that's, I think it adds 5%. Just the, uh, especially when you start making the lifting faces. The, ah, the so beard. Good. Yeah, I think 5%. So I, I do, I do feel 5% weaker now. But oh. every every inch it's growing back. I think it's maybe only at four percent right now. Nice, nice. <laughs> so I, I could grow mine out and get to like one hundred and five pounds. That would be awesome. 
<laughs> Amazing. I know that'd be great. Yeah, it'd be wild. My snatch, do, my snatch is better than that. I'm, I've got too much of an ego to let that go. Oh, it, he had to is. say it. I had to it correct is. it. It's way, I it's do, way hard. I do them. agree, though, that I think like a, a nice solid quaff is important. It's like it's got to have a shape. I have this argument with my brother constantly because my brother has a mighty beard. Um, and I can always tell when he's gotten it like, you know, like edged up and trimmed up or when he's done it himself, it's a little bit lopsided, but that's okay. Because otherwise it's just like, the, honestly, the best word I can use to describe it is like puby, <laughs> right? You know, that's like pretty, scraggly that's like accurate. that, you know? You know yeah, nobody wants a puby beard. No, nobody. you just no. don't. No, you definitely don't. So yeah. how has quarantine and, and this whole like COVID experience been for you then? It's been good. I, I honestly, not a lot has changed for me. You know, I work... Uh, I coach Invictus Weightlifting online, so that's my main thing I do. So I'm usually just coaching from my phone and doing programming here on the computer anyway. Um, I haven't done as many, I haven't done any seminars since the quarantine, so I guess that's a little different, just not traveling. But uh, yeah, I mean, everything's been pretty good. Uh, just getting some more stuff done around the house finally that I put off for for about a year, so that's been kind of nice. Uh, yeah, for me, and I'm, I'm naturally kind of introverted too, where even pre-quarantine, it's like, I, I still kind of uh, prefer to stay at home. Like I don't, I don't go out a whole lot and do different things. I'm, it's usually just training. I have been golfing a lot more. Like oh, okay. Four or five times a week. So I grew up golfing. It took like 10 years off when training for weightlifting and CrossFit. And uh, this year I'm like, all right, let's get back into it. So I've been golfing um, a lot, but yeah, I think it's been, it's been pretty good for me. It's definitely been weird. I mean, just when you go to different places, it's a little different, but that's for everybody. I think that you've been socially distant before being socially distant. Yeah, school. pretty much. Mm-hmm. How about you guys? How's it been for you? The same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, not much is different. I don't have to go out. This is great. I'm just stay home and hang. You know, we've been um, kicking butt and taking names on all. Sad. Oh. I think we lost you there for a second, Nikki. Damn it. I made a funny joke. I swear. Oh, make it start over. We were kicking butt and taking names. Start right there. We've been kicking butt and taking names here in Rhode Island. No, I recently saw an article come out that said that like only two states were showing like downward trends and they were Rhode Island and Connecticut. So nice. Humble brag. No big deal. (laughs) But all that is to say, we actually have been sort of like sneaking back toward regular life here for a little bit already. So it doesn't feel all that strange to me anymore. Like gyms and salons and restaurants and stuff have been open for like the last month or so. Um, it's still weird. Like I still feel weird and I like, don't like want to like be indoors with a lot of people makes me like, but it's happening and it's happening safely and slowly. So no real complaints. Yeah. Kind of the same here. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like my life's much different. I, you know, I had that couple of months where our gym was closed. So I was working out at home, but I have a great home gym. So that was fine. And now the gym's reopened. Life's back to normal for me. I mean, it's basically work in the morning, gym in the afternoon, podcast after that, and then go to bed. <laughs> That's my whole life. You know? And somewhere in between all that, I make fun of people and memes. So All day, all day, all, every day. All day long, every day. Yeah. Pretty good life, life uh, schedule right there. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. I, you know, I am... The, the funny thing is quarantine has made me fitter than I've ever been, which is great. Um, I'm not sure how much I love the, you know, being completely alone all the time. You know what I mean? Like my daughters come around and even like for a while there, the COVID was so intense that I wasn't even hugging them. And so you have mm-hmm. like no human contact, like no physical contact of any sort. And it's like, it starts to wear on you. I don't know what it's like for you, but it, it really started to wear on me mentally. Now it's a little better now that, you know, we can start to get close again and we're, you know, I'm in the gym. So I'm kind of around people and even in, you know, moderately close proximity. And that's a little better, but I can understand why people are kind of losing the cool right now. Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's stressing me out. I'm sure it's stressing everybody out. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think I've seen that a lot too. There, Cause I think you have multiple different types of people that how they're handling quarantine you have the, the no masks people they are just like, I'm not wearing a mask ever, you know, right. and you have the, the ma- all time mask. And then are like, even with me with golf and that's the most interaction I have with people, you know, you have to ride on a different cart and there's still a lot of these regulations, but 
you step up to the first tee box and it's pretty standard. You shake everybody's hand, whatever. Well, I'm like, no, nah, I ain't shaking anybody's hand. Like, right? don't touch like, me. Yeah, don't touch me. But the, every time it hasn't mattered, even a month and a half ago when it was like at its peak, they'd come up and put their hand out. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, sorry. I was like, I mean, so, so I feel like the people are putting based on their feelings, whatever, they put you in a position that's a little weird. And it's just oh my like, no, nah, it's just like, just, just be over the top, just on the other side. It's like, no, I'm good. It's all right. <laughs> so what's it, like, what's it like in Colorado? Like it's, it's, it feels very political here in Ohio and it feels very like down the, the political spectrum. Like, and this is no offense to either political party, but the Republicans will not wear masks. The Democrats are, that's what it feels like in Cleveland and Cleveland's kind of a real split city anyway, in that regard. So is it like that in Colorado or is it like, what's it like out there? Yeah, I would say it's very similar just from my understanding. I don't, I don't know. I don't follow it super close. Um, I kind of know the general guidelines and, you know, what our guidelines are for the gym and just different things like that and what I should and shouldn't be doing. But in terms of the the overarching political climate, I don't follow, but I would say I get that same vibe or feeling from just videos and things I see from Colorado. I would say the exact same thing. What about the weed smokers? You guys have weed, so how are they handling it? They're chill, man. They're chill. They'll do whatever. (laughs) Exactly. They're chilling. They're going with the flow. Why not? Yeah. I'm not sure on that front. (laughs) We don't have any no mask people. And that's probably why things have been like going so steadily here. Um, And obviously, like, I can't say the same for the entire East Coast because like New York was such a shit show and mass has been tough and finally getting into a good spot. But like, it's it's the law here. You can't go anywhere without having, you can't go anywhere in public. Like you can go into a store, into a grocery store or something like that without having a mask on. So I haven't seen anyone without wearing a mask. Like it doesn't exist here in Rhode Island. So. I mean, I'm sure it does. I'm gone. No, now I'm going to get hate mail. Well, I live in here in Rhode Island and I don't wear a mask. Like for the most part, like 99% are are in masks all the time. It's probably why things are, you know, declining the way that they have been. I'm seeing them not only going without masks and the ones, obviously the ones wearing it, but people are losing their minds. I had this kid came into one of my branches the other day. And my man, this female manager, sweetest woman you've ever met. She is seriously like, you would love her like nicest, funny, like sweet lady. This kid comes in and we have these dots on the floor. You have to stay, stay on for social distancing, right? They're like six feet apart and he wasn't standing on it and he's kind of on his phone and she goes, Hey, if you wouldn't mind, could you, you know, stand over here to social distance? And he goes, listen, C word drops <gasps> it, like drops it on her, like just out of the blue, like no provocation, nothing. And I'm like, you know, like I've, I've been in, professional banking for almost 20 years. I've literally never seen that ever. Someone just like lose their mind. I've seen plenty of pissed off people, but I've never seen anyone drop the big word on somebody. You know? I am like, my jaw hurts. Right? It dropped so hard. Come on. I, I think people are so stressed out by being locked up and changing their routines. And like, every time you go somewhere, you got to do this and do that. Like it's causing them to do things they would never do otherwise. I'm not excusing the kid. I mean, we still, we still kicked him out, but you know, it's like, yeah, it's crazy. How dare you? That is a word I only use for my best friends. Okay. (laughs) Come on. Yeah. You call me that all the time, but that's okay. No, that's not okay. That's like, that's yeah. Some next level stuff right there. Mm -mm. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, I think a lot of people are at that point too. Um, not that, you know, just at the frustration point or the, yeah. I'm, I'm over it, I'm done, I'm ready to move on and, right. you know, this and that. And it's like, well, it ain't about you right now. Yeah. <laughs> cool up, you buddy. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Like, yeah. Everybody's in the same boat. Yeah. Totally. It's, it, that's, it's a weird time for sure. But I think, yeah. everybody, I mean, everybody would like to snap your fingers and have us move on. Every, I don't think there's one person who doesn't want that. So it's like, but yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that well, guy's not, not a. Not a, not a sweet guy there. <laughs> well, Jared, you sort of work in this remote field kind of anyway, doing the online coaching situation. So like, has it, have you seen like a crazy uptick in people or are people more willing to maybe like try a remote situation if they weren't before? Yeah, I would. Um, I think it's been a little bit of both where yeah. people have been, you know, Jim's been borrowing out equipment. So they might just have like bumper plates in a bar. Um you know, at first, I think probably the first month or two there, you know, there's a little bit of a decrease, but I would say in the last month or two, it's back exactly to where it was 
in terms of, you know, gyms are slowly opening a little bit or people, you know, within at, within, if they have a barbell and plates and they don't have a squat rack, you know, I'm writing like mm-hmm. uh, squat workouts to do if you don't have a, a squat rack, that type of thing. But I think, yeah, a lot more people have been willing to try some online training and, or they've gotten a home gym or even just a bumper plates in a bar. And they're like, Hey, maybe if I could just do a little bit of extra barbell work a couple of days a week, if this would be nice to have mm-hmm. in addition to going to the gym. So, um, I, yeah, I think it's been a little bit of both, right? Definitely think it's opens people's eyes. And I also think there's the other end of the spectrum where it sounds all great and dandy to have your own home gym, but the likelihood of people actually using it consistently, depending mm-hmm. on their personality can be very low. They're like, yeah, let's get a full home gym. And they go out there and train alone. They're like, yeah, this sucks. I like, this the, I like the community of going to a gym too, you know? Totally. I think totally. what sucks about a home gym. I, I did one today. I cherry picked the twins workout. I just throw that out there in case they listen, they don't listen, but in case they do. They programmed this workout that was every two minutes you had to do two rope climbs and then you do two front squats. The next two minutes you do two rope climbs and four front squats and so on and so forth, going up by two in the front squats, but always doing two rope climbs. I hate rope climbs too. I hate them. Like they are my nemesis. They're just, I don't like tearing my legs up because I do them wrong. So I'm like, I'm going to work out at home. I'll do strict pull-ups instead, which is hard enough. So I was trading three strict pull-ups for two rope climbs because I can get up the rope in two pulls. So it seemed fair to me. Right. So each round I'm doing six pull-ups two, six and four and so on and so forth. Well, I got into the, like the round of 20, which was a lot, you know, but the problem when you're working out at home, I could have finished the round of 20, but I'm like, hundred, mm, hundred front squats. I'm done. That's yeah. enough. You know, whereas in a group setting, you would never quit because there'd be somebody else going and you would, right. you would keep going for me. That's the problem with it. And there's also, you know, my fridge is upstairs. So that helps too. There's that. <laughs> or upstairs, What's, get a snack. What has your home training been like during this point in time? Like, are you cool with being solo or? Yeah, I've been, I've been cool with it. I think even when um, my body's regular to hand or able to handle like regular training twice a day stuff, I think what I'll do is, you know, train, you know, the first session in the morning, like at nine or 10 AM out in the garage, uh, simple stuff, you know, maybe a quick lift and then just cardio type stuff which I obviously need. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go into the gym in the afternoon because, you know, my fiance and I do own a gym in town, uh, a CrossFit gym, but even like, even if we didn't own a gym, I still think I would want to go train with people. Like I just enjoy it more just mm-hmm. being around people. And, and I, I still like being able to just walk outside right to the garage and do stuff. Cause I do have a, a, a pretty nicely equipped home gym. So I think just the the time management of it, you know, do a little bit of work, go train, do a little bit of work. So then when I head into town in the afternoon, um, all my work's done, my mind's clear. I'm good. Like, I think that'll be a pretty good situation, but so far, um, I've, I've really just been training in the garage gym and that's been completely fine. Like it's been good. Um, you know, I haven't been, I need to do a better job of setting a strict training time because I'm like, Oh yeah, we'll train like at noon. And then noon becomes one. And then yes. two. And oh then my all of a sudden God, it's, like, yes. <laughs> it's like 4 PM. And I'm like, yeah, for, I haven't worked out yet. Son of a gun. So yeah. I need to do a better job at acting like there's a class time. Um, and I think that'll make my schedule be a little bit easier. Okay. <laughs> Me and you, we're going to do this. Cause I do the same thing where like, I'm, I, I'll go to class or like, I know I'm going to go to class at like four or something around I was like four or five thirty, but like, I do way better if I can just like force myself to go for a jog in the morning or do some cardio in the morning or something. And like, I'm exactly the same. I'm like, Oh, I'll just wake up. I'll go at like nine or 10 or like 11 or 12. (laughs) By the time we get to like 2 PM, I'm like, well, I'm not going to go like sprint right before I go to do a full hour long workout. Like now that has defeated the point. Me and you, we're going to figure it out. We're going to set this time in the morning. We're going to make the shit happen. And we're going to get it done. We're going to get it done. <laughs> yes. Have, John trains like six times a day. Like every time he has like half an hour off between meetings, he gets on the C2 bike. Not today. Nice. Only, only did twice today. See? Only twice. This is why you have abs and I have nabs is my yeah. new word. Well, Not abs. <laughs> nabs. You know, Jared's so humble. He's like, I, I've got this, you know, this okay gym. Have you seen photos of his gym? I was looking at him. Your gym is sick, dude. Yeah. Do you, could you <laughs> yeah. send some plates? Like I can't find bumper plates. If you want to just send me some of your extras, right. maybe some of the ones that you've accidentally broken from bars that are too heavy. That'd be great. Yeah. I'll just keep them bars. together. Yeah. The gym's awesome. It's uh, it was one of the things we just moved into this house in August of last year and it's out in um, black forest. So there's, you know, uh, we have five acres. So, you know, space. And that's what I wanted nice. was just grew up in a small town in Iowa. I don't like being in the city for me. 
So it's about a 30 minute drive to the gym. But one of the things when we were looking, I'm like, I have to have a, a detached garage, like of some sort. That's nice. So I can actually put it like a home gym in there because, mm-hmm. you know, we have a different, we have a two car garage that's attached, but when it's attached, the the sound is just too much. You know, it's just, it's too loud. And I'm like, yeah, we can park in there, but let's make a, a get a nice home gym, decent enough size to where I feel good with it. And so now every day I've been training, it's been having the garage door open and, um, going to start marking some running trails for how distances are out, you know, in the yard or down the driveway, which would be nice. But yeah, it's been, it's been pretty epic having that set up. And it's really my first time ever having a real garage gym before I might have a, a, you know, bumper plates in a bar or maybe an assault bike in the garage, but I just never would use them. I just like, yeah, let's just go to the gym. It's a lot more fun. And I can actually trick somebody into doing an assault bike workout with me (laughs) (laughs) where you have to walk out there on your own. It's like, yeah. And that's the only piece of equipment you have. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, let's go to the gym and do it. Yeah. The assault bike is the only piece of equipment that we have. I mean, we have like a med ball and there's like a kettlebell, but like the piece of equipment, the assault bike is the only one that we have. And guess what, you guys? I left it out in the rain. Oh, it's not good. It was the worst. It was under the deck, but we had this like flash thunderstorms was two nights ago. And, um, it was like not, it was not like out in the rain, but it, it got freaking soaked. And I panicked. We like brought it in, like pulled everything apart, like disconnected it. I was like, should we put it in a, should we put the monitor in a bag of rice? rice. Like <laughs> I didn't know what to do. It's fine. Turns out it's totally fine. We caught it fast enough, but I was like, I can't, I can't even handle it. And Matt like FaceTimed me from the basement. I was like in the living room and he was like, I think I found the assault bikes kryptonite it's a thunderstorm. And he was going to text you, John, to be like, if you need to make a meme about how to kill an assault bike, we found out how. Oh, well, see, mine's <laughs> in the basement. I'm, I'm probably going to have to sell it with the house because there's no chance I'm getting it back up the stairs now that I put it together. <laughs> Things way too big and too big a pain in the ass. And I don't like it enough to take it with me. I'm kidding. I, I, actually, I used it yesterday. It. I was so proud of myself. I actually programmed it for Good myself. For you. I know it was terrible. Every second of it. I, I cussed. I sat there and bitched at myself or, you know, why would I do this when I have Damn a perfectly you, good Tracy. couch upstairs? I know it's ridiculous. I do enjoy the assault bike a lot more than the rower though. Oh, yeah. about you guys. I agree. I like, fully agree. If I, I don't think there are a lot piece, of people that agree with us. No, I don't think so either, but I don't know what it is about rowing. I just, man, even before the marathon row in 2018, I did Oof. not like rowing. So <laughs> oh, I, I know what it is like on a rower. There's literally only one thing you can do. You can't even really like, I mean, you can speed up and slow down, but you're just doing the same motion, at least on an assault bike. You can shift your body side to side. You can quit Mm -hmm. using an arm or quit using a leg if you want to. You can pick your feet up all together for all I care. Like there's a lot of different, you can stand up. Like there's a lot of things you can do in a rower. You're just stuck. It does hurt my butt more though. Yeah. What does the assault bike? The assault bike. Yeah. Like I shifted today and I was like, oh yeah, I sat on the assault bike for a really long time yesterday. Oh, I'm numb to it. I'm on that C2 bike so much now. I think my whole butt's just numb 24-7. Yeah. Well, we were just talking about training. We are talking about like your home gym and how you're going to like get your butt in the gear with all your trail runs and everything. Like what is happening with you in terms of games prep or lack thereof, competition <laughs> prep in general, I guess. Like it's just been such a weird season that like looking ahead at all of the uncertainty, like how do you like mitigate your training to deal with all that unknown? Yeah. For me, it's a little different than like, I think 99.9% of games athletes where since the 2018 games up until about last month, I really hadn't trained a lot. Like I would go in different spurts of um, where I would train for a week and then I'd take another couple of weeks off and I would do that kind of repetitively. Like, yeah, I'm getting back into it. Yeah. I'm getting back into it. And then I knew after 2018, I wasn't going to compete in 2019 Um, I just wanted a little bit of a break and, you know, looking for a house and a lot of opportunities come up after making the games. Right. And, um, I was like, yeah, let's just kind of focus on that and grow an Invictus weightlifting and do more seminars and, um, just focus more on the business side and some kind of general midlife stuff, getting house and truck and all this stuff. And then really since like the last month or two, I'm like, okay, I did all of that now I need to get back into training. So okay. I'm not, yeah. So like games prep is not even, that's like eight months down the road for me. Okay. I mean, I need like, 
I just need to get in fit. I need to get in shape again, just uh, lose a little bit of uh, body weight, like just get my body moving and working again um, before, for the next several months here before I really can start pushing like really top end intensity, um, which I think is kind of a, a, isn't a bad position to be in, you know, because yeah. I think the open's going to be moving to whenever February, mm-hmm. March. And, um, and then I'm, so my plan in short is just take these next six months, the rest of the year to really get my body weight back down to where it was, get moving, get my lifts up, get my conditioning back to that base level, hopefully be like 90% of where I was. And then, you know, in January, the start of the year, I think I can really start pushing for like a late sanctional run. Um, cool. If there's sanctionals or whatever, whatever it is. It ends up being, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of my idea is like a late sanctional run, uh, April, May, June, that type of area, and just sign up for a whole crap load of them. And, um, and see where I'm at there. So, I mean, I think that's about a year out. I think I can really get back to where I was and hopefully a little bit more fit in that time, but it's going to be a process for sure. <laughs> oh, interesting. You had a really interesting post the other day. It was kind of on this topic. Uh, and it really spoke to me, to be honest, it was about body image and you, you put AKA maximum allowable disgust level, <laughs> which I thought was really clever. Um, Cause I think a lot of people like view games athletes and think you guys just go in the bathroom, yell at your body fat and it goes away, you know, <laughs> Um, and like, I was reading it going like, you know, and kind of watching your video thinking, man, that's me. Like I, I had, I think all of us, you know, kind of normal humans have these moments where like, we go through weeks where we kind of let ourselves get to this maximum level where we go, okay, this is as bad as I want to be. I'm going to, now I'm going to kick it back into gear. And for me, like, honestly, it's like three or four days. Like it's, it's almost a point where I get concerned with it sometimes that am I too judgmental on myself? So I know it was yes, a kind of a, a long point. Yeah, I know. But it was kind of a long <laughs> point to ask the question of like what what brought you to post that and to share and to share that kind of honesty. Well, I think, you know, for me getting into it too, you know, in most games athletes I've been around, um, normally when they're out of shape, like they're still gonna beat everybody in a workout. Right. Like they're out of shape is like, yeah, I'm just doing like three hour and a half workouts a week or something mm-hmm. for like a month, like that's their off season. <laughs> they're still within five or 10 pounds of their normal bo- training body weight. And they're still really fit. And for me, I went, it was the opposite. You know, I gained more weight. I gained a lot more weight than that. And I wasn't working out consistently. And um, at that point I was like, oh, maybe I'm done competing. I don't know. It's kind of being like a classic middle age, like whatever, just, yeah. um, just living that lifestyle. And I was like, you know what? I bet a lot of other people, maybe have went through that at different times, you know, whether that's given up training for a month or they injured a shoulder and that kind of depressed them for a couple months. So they didn't want to do anything. Um, and you know, they've given up fitness to some extent, probably for a certain amount of time. And I kept noticing just as I kept thinking back on it, like at numerous times, I would look in the mirror and be like, okay, that, that this is not okay. Let's work out. And that's when I would go work out for like a week. I'd lose seven, eight pounds. Cause because you're a guy, not fair. <laughs> I just decided to work out this week and I lost eight pounds. Every woman listening to the show is tearing her hair out. <laughs> yeah, anyway, but continue, I, Jared. This is a great story. I, I lost yeah. three since we started this podcast. This Nikki. is I mean, not even know. fair. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Maybe, you know, that's what I just was going through and I would think it and then I would work out and then, okay, I'm back to a better level. And then. I wouldn't do a lot. Like I wouldn't continue that mm-hmm. momentum that I had. And I didn't know why, but I just realized like, no, I, at this point, this body image wasn't, that was too much. I'm like, Oh no, I'm d- really disgusted with myself. So, but then I kept getting to that point repeatedly, like just walking that line and I'm like, yeah, that's not a way to live. That's not okay. That's not being happy. So, you know, I'm just going to share my thoughts and just be real with people if they've been there and, like, let's go, let's get back in shape. Let's, let's get a routine, a, a, a general fitness routine again, to where yeah. you don't have to live with yourself thinking that all the time. Yes. You know? Yeah. And we are too hard on ourselves. Like I will say that like in general, uh, we, because we are relatively active people um, and that's sort of a stretch to say Jared's a games athlete and John has abs, but like in general, like anyone who walks into a CrossFit gym every day, even if you're not at the body composition, that is your goal. Like you are, you know, living in this sort of like fitness and health and active environment. And we're way harder on ourselves than, than the rest of the world is. So the rest of the world, like we all look great (laughs) and we all seem active and healthy. And like, that's really important. So it's, it's definitely something to keep in mind when you look in the mirror and you're like, Oh, like, I don't, this is not, 
this is not good for me, or this is not where I want to be. Like, it's important to do what you need to do in order to make yourself happy. But also like, just, you know, like you said, like, you don't want to feel that way every day. You don't want to like harp on yourself every day. And and I think when I read that post from you, I kind of had this, this thought in my head, like, you know, the tabloids have that like stars. They're just like us. Like they go to the grocery store, they like get their Starbucks, whatever. That's sort of what I thought when I read that, where I'm like, wow, like, you know, Jared's such an accomplished athlete and he's a games veteran and like all this stuff. And he's the same kind of thoughts that I have when I take a little time off of training or like eat way too much bread in quarantine. Like it's a thing. We're all just people doing this thing together. And I just think it's really helpful. It's really, for me, it's really helpful to see people like you that I look up to feel and talk and, you know, be honest the same way that, that I am. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. And that, that's, that was the thought of it. And then the timing I thought was, I was like, you know, I was going to post it whether there was a quarantine or not, just because I'm like if people, I think most CrossFitters, most people in fitness have been in that situation where they took time off. Yeah. And I was like, especially with quarantine and gyms being closed. And there's a lot of people who can't set up a home gym or that their gym wouldn't let them borrow equipment. And all these sites were out of equipment and still pretty much are like yes. at home equipment. So I'm like, you know what, there might be in that position too, but you know, not, I'm not, I'm posting it for me saying, Hey, I'm getting back in shape, but also to try to get drag some other people along with me, you know, yeah. when, you're, when you're going back through that journey of, you know, in your words, trying to get back into shape, are you setting like many goals for yourself? Is it, and is it like weight driven or, you know, lifting workouts? Like what, how do you stay motivated through that process? Yeah, I, the first the body weight for sure, like just getting the body weight back down, eating right, um, like in simple goals too. Like even when I woke up today, I'm like, okay, start with a good breakfast, just yeah. something healthy to where you feel good, you're fueling your body right. Um, and then, okay, we're going to do something like this week. Um, it's do something every day for at least an hour. Yeah, so That might be go on a, a hike or it might be go on a run or just on the assault bike or an EMOM. And that's a lot of it for me in, at, at the start of all this is I'm trying to stay away from things where I might get discouraged. So like, I'm not going to do Fran. I'm not going to do a, a, a mile test running, right? I'm not going to max my snatch. Like, because if I do, I'm, you know, you're, I'm putting myself in the position of like, oh my God, I'm only, my mile time was two minutes slower. It was this and that. So I've been doing like trying to stay at like an 80 to 85% intensity, like EMOMs stuff that that's what keeps me encouraged is where I'm doing like a 30 minute EMOM of minute one, I might be doing 10 cows on the assault bike, minute two, uh, 10 burpees, minute three, uh, 10 cal in the row or minute four, six burpee box jump over something to where I'm just breathing and moving. And, um, and then with that, my body weight will come down a little bit and then all the times will improve. But if I were to like, at this point for where I'm at, if I just push something to max intensity, I don't, and I have a couple of times because the old competitor kind of comes out where it's oh, like, yeah. yeah, let's just do this EMOM. And I'm 20 minutes in and I'm like, yeah, we're doing 15 cows. We're doing 15 burpees. <laughs> and then like three rounds later, I'm like, why, why did I do this? Five. I'm not ready. I said five. Let's just do five. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I do that side does come out and it's yeah. hard to kind of rein it back in, but that's what gets, keeps my body feeling good. And I'm not sore for three days. And like, that's a big part of it too, is just managing the volume and the intensity throughout workouts. So when I wake up the next morning, I do feel good and I do want to go work out again. And something, and I was encouraged by the last session. It's just so cool. Like, I don't know why I'm always surprised, but every time I hear someone like you, like give this like really solid advice for yourself that you're doing, that you're taking, I'm always like, God, yeah, they're just like us. <laughs> they're just people like us. Like it's, it's, we forget, you know, you're, you guys are the epitome of all the things it's that that mark our goals and stuff in the gym too. So it's just so cool to hear your perspective on ease into it and you don't have to go crazy and just go for a walk. Such great advice too. Like I I can't tell you how many people will message me and, and to your point, like they'll be discouraged because they've either tried to do something that was too much or they'll go, I didn't do anything today. And then I'll start asking questions like, well, what did you do today? And they're like, well, I mowed the yard. All right. How long did that take? 45 minutes with a push mower. Yeah. Okay. You just, you mowed the yard for 45 minutes. That's like 350 calories, dude. Like you did something like acknowledge your work, you know? And I think it's just that simple acknowledgement of I'm going to do something instead of absolutely nothing, which I think is what a lot of people do when they get discouraged, keeps people going. So I, I think that's great advice, dude. Like oh, really good you. stuff. Yeah. And I think for me, I don't know if it's the right thing to do, but 
what keeps me wanting to always train too, is if I actually do what I enjoy, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I've been doing these vlogs, like, Oh, my journey back to fitness. And I noticed like first five out of six or four out of six were like just lifting <laughs> yeah. just some sort of snatch or clean and jerk or squat. And I'm like, you know what, that's fine because that, um, deep down in my heart, like I'm a weightlifter and that's yeah. what I still coach is weightlifting, even to CrossFitters. Um, and I need the conditioning to like get back in shape. But some days where I only have an hour, I'm like, yeah, let's just do like a power snatch and power clean and jerk EMOM. Um, and if I have time, I'll squat or maybe do a little bit of conditioning, but I'm not going to beat myself up if I'm not doing all this conditioning uh, right away, you know, cause I'm still moving. I'm still working out and I'm not focusing, like coming back. Like I need to get my weaknesses right away. Like I really don't plan on doing a muscle up for probably two or three months, at least uh, bar or ring. Like <laughs> I, I just, I'll just be doing strict pull-ups and um, do, do smaller sets of kipping pull-ups, stuff like that, just to build back uh, just my general hanging strength. <laughs> and then I'll probably get into it, but I really don't have, feel the need or want to jump up and get all mad. Cause I only can do how many ever muscle ups, you know? Yeah. That's totally why I'm not doing muscle ups. Yeah. Same. That's why I haven't been doing it. <laughs> I actually, I, I have that like thought process, like during the uh, quarantine, I was doing strict ring dips and strict pull-ups and a lot of push-ups because I can't do muscle-ups in my basement, obviously. Right. And so now we're back in the gym and the twins are, are kind of easing us back into workouts, but you know, we have open gym, but I'm not going to go in and do There's no reason for me to go in and do muscle-ups right now. Like to your point, like I'm still trying to get my, my conditioning is really good, but I'm trying to build my strength back up. So I'm doing mm -hmm. kind of the opposite. I'm spending a lot of time focusing on squats and deadlifts and, and, and building that back and not worried so much about, you know, to your point, Fran, yeah, I'm never doing that now. Thanks to you. And, awesome. uh, Jared said we don't have to do Fran. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry guys. Fran's off the limit, off limits. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's good advice. Like, you know, yeah. e easing in doing the things you love, you know? which for me is not snatch and, you know, all the heavy lifting you're doing, but I try. <laughs> How's that vlog life? It's weird. It's different. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, back when I weightlifted, I used to do some, but I would just like, I don't know. I don't know which direction to go with it because I, I'm kind of in the situation where I'm doing a lift and then I'll kind of talk to the camera and it's like all live type stuff. I'm just talking to it and then do a lift and then I'll talk and I'm like, you know, I don't know if that's going to work out exactly that way, like in a year, if mm -hmm. I really am in good shape again, because I'm not going to be in the mindset to between lifts or, uh, you know, like to talk to the camera, right. like, you know, the, the training so much more dialed in at that point. So I'm, I'm kind of debating on going to like a, just film the whole workout, film every snatch cleaning jerk and doing like a voiceover. Yeah. So like, you know what I mean? It, Cause I think in the long term that'll be more doable. Um, if I'm doing a workout or doing lifting, you know, and maybe every so often I could talk live or whatever, but just, I'm thinking ahead to a like, okay, when I'm in hard training, no, I'm not talking to the camera. It's just like, right, right. you know, so, but it's, it's been fun. It's been fun to, to go along. And a lot of people have been commenting or messaging me like, Oh, that's awesome. And yeah. I usually just reply with like, okay, let's go get back in shape. And I'll, I'll message them back. Right. Uh, tell me what workout you do tomorrow. You know, yeah. just because they said they took a month or two off. So I'm like, hey, message me what workout you do tomorrow or tag me just to try to hold them accountable a little bit, get them started. So that's so helpful. It's yeah. so helpful just to be like, oh, yeah, I told that Jared guy I was going to send him my Fran time or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like I told him I was going to do the thing. Yeah. Uh, and I, if I, I'm not one to give a, a ton of advice on vlogs, dude, but I would tell you the least amount of editing possible will make you happiest. Most likely that's, yeah. that, that's my viewpoint on all this. Like the, you know, just try to figure out the way you can edit the least and get your best content and then don't, totally. don't overanalyze it. Like Nikki and I put out so much content now and we put out stuff that we've put out some stuff where we're both just like, Oh, that wasn't very good. Was it? Mm -hmm. And then we get a ton of people messaging going, Oh, that was so good. And like, so there's like no rhyme or reason what people like or don't like. At yeah. least I, I think so. If you know, it's, you just kind of get too close to it. So just put out what you have and let the chips fall where they may. And I think you'll be happier with it. I will yeah. say as a fan and also as a, uh, sideline reporter it's in my blood my favorite time to like hear from you as an athlete is like 
right when you're done. So like when your conditioning gets really good and you're in the middle of like really, really hard workouts and you can't necessarily like talk to the camera while you go to me, it's always really interesting to like, have you maybe talk to camera, like right when you're done, just to, just to take me through like what's happening in your mind at that moment. Cause it's freshest. And you know, us, like we do the worst workout ever. And we feel like we're going to die. And then like 10 minutes later, we're like, okay. Anyway, when are we coming back here? Like you forget really what it was like in that moment and like hearing your reflection when it's still raw and fresh on how it went or, or how you felt or what you think you can improve or what you noticed about the way your body moved. Like that is always most interesting to me. Just my two cents. No, that's there. helpful. And I, I, I think those are the, I agree as a fan just of the sport too. Like I always look forward to the post workout interviews. Yeah, like when too. they're, they bring the, at the games, you know, they bring the big old board and, you know, you're standing in front of it. Like those, <laughs> I like doing those. The athlete is always just like dying, you know? Yeah. <sighs> it was a good <laughs> workout. Yeah. And there, you know, but it's still fun because you get kind of the raw thoughts or where they were at. Yeah. And I think even more of that, I think from a games perspective, like at the games, I would like to see, I would like to put the athletes in positions where if an athlete came out hot and they, you know, they fiddled out and or fizzed out and they were all of a sudden got sixth. I would love to interview that athlete too. Like I would like to, you know, hear their thoughts they might not like it. Right. They came out hot, but they would hate it. But I feel like that's like good for the fans, you know, like that's, um, it'd be entertaining at least. I agree. I agree. There are times where I have to do interviews where we'll do like first and second, you know, like if people came in really close or if it's like in the middle of competition and it's like winner of the, event but then like first overall on the day and they're not necessarily the same person so like there are some points in time where I get to ask those questions or like if you won this event but you did real crappy on the last one but I have you now I'm like so what happened back there like what what was that there have been times where I get to ask those types of things but um there's few and far between I feel like they would hate it they would hate it they would they not very few of these athletes have ever been put in a position like um like a major league baseball player or NFL player, you know, where you've just lost the big game and you still have to talk to CBS. Yeah. You know, like they, they only talk to people like you that work for CrossFit, right. you know, or, you know, or at least contracted by CrossFit. Yeah. So, and it's hard and, and even worse, you have relationships with them. So like, you know, yeah. so yeah. like, you know, going in and going, well, Pat, you finished fourth. You really screwed that one. You know, sorry, Pat. You <laughs> I don't, I don't fourth, think they yeah. hold it against me. I will say that. I feel like you guys as athletes, like you, it's nice when I know you guys, because I, like, we can trust each other and like, I'm not going to like throw you under the bus, but I do feel like the athletes in general have a lot of respect for if I'm like, so like you really blew it. What happened? Like, it's not personal. Thing. Yeah. yeah. I'd like yeah. to see those interviews though. I think that would be awesome. We should figure out a way to do that. Oh no. Everyone yeah. will hate me. I do too. I think it would be just thinking back, like the, the events I did the worst at at the games, it was really on Saturday and Sunday because yep. Wednesday and Friday, my body still felt great. I was like mm-hmm. a 20th place or something going into Saturday. And then Saturday I was like 34th, 37th, 38th, 35th or something like just train wreck. But I remember after like going into every event, like I woke up Sunday and I remember being like, okay, I'm way down the leaderboard now. Oh, well, my only goal going into this Sunday first workout is I want to go harder than I ever have in a workout in my entire life. Like that was the goal. I didn't care the placing this and that. And I ended up, uh, that first Sunday workout was the, uh, the assault bike, four rounds of like 20 cal assault bike, the 400 meter run. And then we were doing an arm over arm pull on yep. the turf. Yep. And I, within 10 or 15 seconds, seconds of finishing the event, Number one, I basically collapsed when I finished, but I started puking right on the turf and was puking so much. But I was also, I've never been panicked like that for breathing in my life that I think I tried inhaling. So I started actually coming out of my nose. (laughs) It was the most disgusting, but awesome. And then I was like in the medical tent and they have ice packs all over. And I was like, no, that was, that was like a, it was a good effort. I don't even know. I didn't even finish that great, but I'm like, no, I did. I freaking set it on the assault bike. But oh, like, yeah. Going back to the interview thing. Like if you asked me after the run, swim, run or whatever we did, I'd have been like, yeah, that's uh, going into the games. My only goal was to qualify for the games. Like I have to get there first. So that was always right. how I was training was like, I don't need to train at games volume yet because I haven't proven I can get there year in and year out. So to do five workouts a day. Like I really need to do two workouts hard a day, like regionals and that to get to the games first. So yeah. And the swim, 
yeah, I haven't been swimming. You know why? Because <laughs> at regionals, they don't have swimming. Yep. So like for me to be awesome at all these games type events, isn't going to help me get to the games. And I need to get to the games first. And these guys have been swimming for 10 years, you know, where I have yeah. not put the work in that they have. So I don't deserve to do as well, you know. The very genuine answer. I don't typically get answers like that. Yeah. So it's like a lot of those are those endurance events. I'm like, yeah, I've been weightlifting for 10, 15 years. Uh-huh. So of course I should do better in a lot of the weightlifting where these guys have been conditioning for all that time. I was just weightlifting, you know? So like if it's a 20 minute event or 15 minute or a marathon row, of course I'm not going to be finished at the top yet. You know, I need to keep putting years and years of work in to catch up to where they're at. I'm excited. I'm excited to see you like get back into competition mode. And it's funny to me that you like did all these sort of like life things, right? Like, and anyone who knows like buying a house is like a feat in and of itself. You really can't do anything else. Like it takes up all your effort and energy. Um, but you did all these like life things and then you like felt that little competition, like itch or fire is still like burning somewhere in there. And it's like, I'm excited to see how you come back at, at this and, and what the new season looks like for you as far as opportunity to get back into competition mode. Yeah, I am too. I think it'll be fun. It's, I'm just like, for me, it's like a week at a time, week at a time, week at a time. But yeah. I really think, you know, it's what last day of June, I guess. Yeah. Um, I really think like in a year I can get back to, to where I was and at least give myself a shot. Um, so what do you guys, here's a question for you guys. What, number one, what do you think the game season will look like this year? And number two, after like this year, what is your, what do you think the ideal game season would be in terms of like, are we doing open and what time are we doing sanctionals or regionals? Um, like based on how the media coverage has been for sanctionals games, I'm just curious your guys' thoughts. Cause you guys talk to everybody. You guys are so involved in it. I'm curious to hear what from both of you, what your guys' thoughts are on that. Who's going first. You go. Okay. <laughs> I th- well, I mean, so I think sanctionals will, still be around open will still be around so you know you'll get the open in october ish you'll still have sanctionals a sanctional season i think at least from the rumors and like you know dave loves to hint things and in the last interview he was kind of hinting at regionals coming back or some sort of regional so it would not shock me to see one more level or one more entry point into the games whether that's some sort of regional event or something that you know crossfit's actually doing with a new CEO, I think that's possible, but you know, that's total pure speculation. Um, I would, if I had my choice, I'd have fewer sanctionals. I think there were too many. Um, and I think we saw that when the pandemic hit and they started closing them all down. I'm like, Holy crap. I didn't realize there were this many of them. You know, it just seems weird to me to have as many as they had, but I don't know. It's my best guess. What about you, Nikki? What do you think? You're okay, the pro. So my, I'm not the pro. <laughs> You're the pro. My answer is similar. So this is kind of just like if the world could just be according to Nikki, if only. If only. Um, I would. So first and foremost, I would. I would love to see some kind of games happen this year. Something, and they've already said their you know weird qualification thing out of the open, and then like the sanctionals invites kind of got shuffled a tiny bit, and it was going to be in August, and then it just recently I got pushed to maybe September, and like, it's going to be weird. It's going to be a weird games with some asterisks on it, you know, that you can't necessarily say it's, you know, a bazillion, the bazillionth win for Matt Fraser, because it's that weird year where not everyone qualified. I get it. But like, as a fan of the sport, I just want to see something. I want to see something happen. Like we've been trying and they've been putting stuff together and I would love to see it shake out in one way, shape or form. Even if it's not the games we know and love, even if it's an abbreviated version and not everyone is there just as a fan, I want to see some competition this year. Then I would love to see a regionals style competition come back. I would love to see the open come back to the spring leading into regionals, leading into games. And it probably won't be exactly the same, but some people think this is really boring. I happen to really like the consistency of testing across all of the competition platforms. And I know that there's all sorts of arguments against it. And there's all sorts of arguments against like you know, the people in week three have two more weeks to practice than the people in week one. Like it's not a perfect system. I get it. And it's definitely not as exciting as sanctionals, but I do like the consistent test. And I like how everyone is sort of like, you know, just tested exactly the same way going into games. That being said, I also hope that some of the sanctionals stick around as additional competition opportunities for 
professional CrossFit athletes. And I don't necessarily think they should all be um, gateways into the games. I don't, because if they're not associated with CrossFit and they're not regulated by CrossFit moving forward, I think that's fine. I think I'd like to see as many opportunities as possible for you guys to test your fitness, like peak when you want to peak, peak for special events and make money and get your brand out there and get sponsors to back you. And I don't necessarily think you know, there were a lot of sanctionals that left because of everything that happened with HQ and they don't want, no longer want that association. And I think that's fine. I think they should continue to be and exist and be an opportunity for athletes to go in and train and compete at. And I want to watch all of them and I want to work at all of them. And I want to like, you know, do interviews. And, and I think that everything can coexist like really nicely. I don't think that we have to like compete for attention because it's an HQ event or it's like a loud and live event or it's a something else event. I mean, Dubai had been a fitness festival for like seven or eight years or something before HQ ever came in. So I think that those, those events can continue to happen. I'd like to see some like cohesion, like everyone works together to make sure that like games isn't the same weekend as Wadapalooza or something silly like that. Um, but, but I don't think that they, like you said, John, I don't think they should all be entry points into the games. And I think I would love to see some like more cohesive tests, some more cohesive storyline leading out of the open and into the game season. And thank you for coming to my Ted talk. Yes. I would also <laughs> like to have a make wads great again, sanctional. That would be awesome. Sure. Well, so why don't we start yeah. one? Yeah. Oh, that would be sick. Max Isn't snatch, it? max clean and jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Programming by Jared Enderton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we can talk about the other four events, but then now let's, yeah, do, yeah, let's yeah. do that. Extra <laughs> points, extra points for an epic bar slam. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. Only guys <laughs> with beards are allowed to compete yes. and girls yeah. with beards. Think, Only yeah. people with beards. Only people with beards. <laughs> yeah. I can grow a mighty mustache, so maybe I can compete. There you go. That'll mm-hmm. count. We're, we're all we're <laughs> all in. Skill. All right. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm mixed on it too. Yeah. So my thoughts like with I think the open to regionals to games format is the coverage of it and the storyline. It's like you know, I could tell you some different years or different events. I'm like, man, that was an epic final event from the yeah. central regionals, from this regionals. That was, you know, just like, and when, when the, those athletes go to the games, you remember them from the regional events. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like it's, and I think that's just the CrossFit media team. You get rid of them. And, you know, so I think that aspect of it and the storylines from the open and the regionals and the matchups, I agree. I think those, that was the system that was there for so long that I really enjoyed that just from like a fan standpoint. But from like an athlete standpoint, I also, the first year I wasn't sure, but then more going into the second year with the open going back, you know, to October and then the sanctionals all being after that. I love that as from an athlete standpoint, just because, you know, if you tweak a shoulder a knee, if you do this and that, you have several more months and opportunities to qualify, Mm -hmm. but maybe there was too many sanctionals or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, for me, it was like, oh man, okay, there's some late, there's one here, there's one there. You can kind of cherry pick which ones you want to go to, where you want to visit to go get the opportunity to do it. But within that, I mean, I'm a, I watch most of the CrossFit events that go on. Um, not in the last year, just when I'm not training, you're not into it as much. But I remember like six or seven sanctionals that happened and I couldn't name over two or three winners. Right. And that would never happen from a regional standpoint. I would know right. like the whole top five, right. like, yes. like, Oh, he finally made it. Or this mm-hmm. guy, oh, that was an epic finish. Or, you know, Cole Sager coming from ninth to fifth or like, you oh know, just God, different things. Remember like that year. Was yeah. So like there's just different events. And I just remember being like, yeah, I didn't really know. So I don't know. I, I think the sanctional system, I like it a lot from an athlete standpoint, just because you have so many, different, you can qualify over so many months as opposed to um, if you have the flu that weekend to regionals or yes. something going on. But something I just want more media. Like that's that was my yes. thing. I just or or a streamlined media where it's a lot of the same companies or a couple of the same companies giving content and um, and I know they were doing live and CrossFit was sharing some of the live feeds and stuff, but it just didn't feel the same, you know. Yeah, we were starting to get there with sanctionals coverage before COVID, before all this. Like in the last season, like we were yeah. starting to form like little pockets of teams that would you know keep coming back or travel from this thing to that thing. Like I worked at a number of sanctionals, like with the same people and the production companies, that's where it was hard because they were usually local. And there's a couple in the space that are starting to like, you know, try to get traction and, and try to pitch themselves to like all the different sanctionals. But I feel like if we were, if we were going to keep rolling with that system in the next two to three years, like we would have gotten like a little core team that bounced around and maybe there'd be some outliers. Like it's tough to get to Australia from the States. Like I bet they would have their own core team and maybe Europe would have their own core team, but 
um, we were like starting to get there and then all of this, you know, shit hit the fan. Yeah. And yeah, even just like simple stuff where there was, I remember watching a few sanctionals where there really wasn't live commentary and stuff. Right. And it's like, right. Oh, this, I know. it's hard, but, but I agree. It was getting a lot better where there was live commentary and you, I would just, you know, pull up Facebook and watch the live feed. And I'm like, wow, this is actually really good. And they would have the, the, the rep counters up there, yep. and like simple stuff that you take for granted over a number of years from regionals. Um, but yeah, I agree. It definitely was getting better, which was nice. So yeah. I, I personally, selfishly hope they keep the open to sanctionals format just because you have so many more months to try to qualify. But totally, um, definitely totally. from an athlete standpoint, I think from a fan standpoint, the regionals is a little better. <laughs> it's tough. So far, so far, just because sanctionals are so new, I think too. But maybe that's a, maybe that's a really good like middle ground between like, yes, there's a path. But there are, all, are also alternative paths. Like there's a, a handful of additional later on in the season ways to qualify at these events. And that sort of like, it al- almost like opens up like, you know, the wild card option at games, love it or hate it. Like it, it exists and what it is. And I sort of am like, oh, I wish I, I know that there are other like really um, deserving athletes who still want to come. Like maybe that would sort of wipe that, you know, out of existence. I don't know, but it's like, it's kind of like that. Like you will have a couple more opportunities later on in the season, but you're still very deserving and you still obviously trained and you still like proved yourself in one way, shape or form. I don't know. Could be yeah. cool. I kind of like the wild card too, by the way. Do you? you yeah, like, I kind of Like do. it's so polarizing. It People is. Feel yeah. one way about it or another. I just like the, I don't know. I watch a, a bunch of different sports obviously, but I like the, um, the, combativeness it kind of brings right? i do too it's like i like the, the discussion the drama the, uh-huh. and i think if they could continue to get um like i, I thought it was awesome ben smith got it i did like, too and i think you bring more guys in from other sports like hunter mcintyre like i think that's cool like yeah. um if they're you know if they have some level of crossfit that they've done right yes. and yeah I, th- I mean if you can continue to get into other sports whether that who knows whether that's uh, triathlons or I don't know, just the other sports surrounding fitness. If you could get more people to kind of step up to the plate, I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I think now I want to go do the live commentary. Now that you brought it up, can you imagine me on a live mic? That would be so much fun. We'd be like, John, the mic is hot. It's still hot. John, you can't say that. Mike is uh, hot. <laughs> did you guys watch the Rogue Invitational with yes. Bergner? Yes. With the clean and jerks. <laughs> oh, my God. I was that te- was some of the funniest, like, raw, just, he was getting after him. <laughs> it was the best. Because, you know, his reactions were so genuine when he was just like, oh, God. Like, yeah. we taught you how to lift this clean. Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> I was I was texting Sean Woodland in the breaks. And I'm like, dude, you guys got to rein him in. He's like, man, we don't know what's going to come out of his mouth next. They were They were legit worried. About what I'm, he was going to say. I love it. I love it. Bring you can tell by on. the reactions too. They were oh, like, "Oh, it was, okay." It was so good. <laughs> yeah, I really great. like. I think that they did an awesome job too with like just how weird our times are, and you know, having everyone set up their own camera and like having the three of them in different screens. Like, I just think that they did a really nice job with that entire broadcast because it was very watchable. And I didn't think it would be. I was like, "Oh, like no one has music. How are we going to do the thing?" and is it even legit? And it was, I was so into it. I loved it. That was great. Yes. Same. I thought it was, it was fun to watch. Which, yeah. Yeah. Same. And even without music and stuff too, but having those, having the commentators totally. and just bringing different people in or, you know, they're interviewing different people and just, I mean, yeah, the, the production was amazing. So good. Well, we're kind of bumping up against time here, Jared. So let's make sure everybody knows. So where can everyone find your programming? Yeah. So uh, it's on the CrossFit Invictus website, but, Honestly, the easiest way maybe to find it is just uh, check out my Instagram at Jared Enderton. And then if you click the link, it's the top link of the link tree uh, and you can see it there. But it's on the CrossFit Invictus website, too. It's Invictus Weightlifting. Um, and that's the three day program with that's kind of a supplement to your CrossFit programming. So it's about an hour, hour long. You can do those three days a week. And then we have a five day program, too, which I always say is only for CrossFitters, like in the off season, if you're going to back off conditioning um, or for weightlifters, of course. Nice. And, and what about your vlog? If they wanted yeah. to find that, but it's, it's also in your link tree or is this is YouTube? Yeah, that's, that's also in my link tree. And that's pretty simple on YouTube. It's just Jared Entertain. You should be able to find that if you search that. Um, yep. Do you have all your oh. epic bar slams on there? Because that's going to be a prerequisite for people to subscribe. Yeah, I better get those up there. You yes. should. You should make like a super cut. 
Yeah, I should have a compilation of all my bar slams. That would be pretty epic. Yeah. You know what I should do is I should think of something pretty epic to do when I snatch 300 again. <laughs> yeah. Some kind of crazy bar slam. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a backwards one. I don't know. That'd be pretty wild. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we need all the freelance video editors listening to contact Jared and offer to make him an epic bar slam compilation. Please. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be <laughs> awesome. We would all yeah, watch. That would be. <laughs> Well, Jared, thanks for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. It's been super fun as, as always, and best of luck training for the season. And, and, uh, you know, if you need tips on what to do with an assault bike, Nikki, obviously is a pro by leaving it out in the rain. Just leave it out in the rain and then it can't, it can't harm you. Just kidding. It survived. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I had a good time. Yeah, that's great. All right. Well, Nikki, good to see you again, as always. And Mm -hmm. for everyone listening, we appreciate you guys being on and we will chat with you guys soon.